Hey, welcome back to the Army of Game Changers podcast. I'm your host, Vipe Desai, and today with me is longtime friend and sometimes partner in crime, Wing Lamb. Wing co-founded one of Southern California's most popular fast casual dining chains known as Wahoo's Fish Tacos. They've also been a part of the fabric that makes the action sports industry so exciting. And whether it's the X Games, Tony Hawk's birthday, or a fundraiser for a local charity, you can be sure that Wahoos and Wing will be there to support and cater to the needs of hungry crowds. Well into celebrating their 30th anniversary, I took some time to catch up with Wing to talk shop and grab some insights from him. So let's jump into that conversation. Tell me, what are you up to? What's going on in your world? I know you got a kid now and you got some stores. You got a bunch of stuff going on. Well, let's see. We've been at it for 30 years. So it seems like yesterday we were doing the H2O Winter Classic back in 1990, whatever it was. And now all of a sudden, you know, we've gone from what I call it. We're grown up a little bit. So not only are we still still heavily involved with the action sports industry, you know, we're basically the food, go-to food guys. I mean, from the U.S. soap the do tour, uh, the X games, I mean, and everything in between all the little kids, you know, Grom contest, the rip curl Grom search. And then all of a sudden, you know, as we've gotten older, a little bit more golf, a little bit more baseball, football. So now we're doing charities, what I call with the mainstream sports guys. And, you know, just again, it's all the same thing. It's how do we make things better? How do we use our brand, our resources to stoke out more kids, more adults, whatever it may be. And everybody's having more fun when you're eating and drinking and enjoying whatever activity that you're doing. So it's been 30 years of just doing everything we love to do and just bringing more people along for the ride. Wow. I can't believe it. 30 years. 30 and years. you're right. You know, it's like I remember when we first did the H2O Winter yep. Classic back yep. in early 90s. Yep. And, and, you know, that was pre-X Games, pre-Warp Tour, pre-all this stuff. It's like, you know... We were kind of like right there at the we beginning. Were there because nobody was interested in these little, what I call, leftover sports, right? There was no budget to do anything with. And brands were like, you're crazy. What do you want to do with this? I'm like, hey, there's a, there's a, there, hopefully this is going to grow to be something bigger than it is today, right? Who knew that a surfer could make a living doing, you know, being a pro surfer? It wasn't just a lifestyle thing, you know. But back in the 70s and 80s, it was a lifestyle, right? You got to travel the world, get paid a little bit of money. Nobody's getting rich off of it, right? I, I, I still remember, I think there was a picture of, uh, was it uh, Mark Richards that he had a Porsche, right? Wow, right? But I'm pretty sure that's all the money he made that year. I don't know, right? But that was then, right? But then you look at Slater, some of these other guys that have really been able to do something a lot more with their personality, uh, their winnings, their sponsorship. I mean, there's some big, big money, right? And some of the guys, I mean, some of the guys involved with the Volcom IPO and all that, I mean, there's some big dollars, right? Yeah. But you have to be at the right place at the right time. And we just happened to be the guys that supported, you know, the lifestyle and just made it a little bit better than bringing your own lunch, right? No, it was no BYOB, right, kind of a thing. And it helped. I mean, and people like, why are you doing that? And we, we, you mentioned, I mean, the Warped Tour is coming up in a few weeks. We're going to do the kickoff party like we've done the last, you know, few years with Vans. So, again, all of these brands have grown up. The events are much bigger. They're national, international. And still, there's only a few of us that actually been there. I think now you got other companies like Sambazon kind of coming in. And I think they're doing a great job, too. You know, again, facilitating the transition and just letting the kids know that, hey, not just the brands that make the stuff that you're wearing, but the other brands that make the lifestyle better. So great products. I mean, great beverages, all kinds of functional drinks out there. Snacks are becoming better. So why not go for the ride? 
Yeah. You know, it's like, have you look, as we talk about the last 30 years, you know, it's like punk rock was, oh, yeah. punk rock was <laughs> like the soundtrack for action mm-hmm. sports. Okay. But Wahoo's Fish Tacos was the food that fueled the action sports and everything. And back then it was just a small lifestyle fun thing that we all did, uh, you know, every day. Yep. Um, and now look at how big it is. I mean, athletes are big. The events are big. Everybody yeah. wants to be a part of it. Yeah. And it's, I think the, the perfect world uh, word to describe everything is the mutual admiration society. Everybody that plays music wishes they could surf better. Guys that surf wish they could play the guitar better. Guys that can throw the ball wishes they could catch better, right? So everybody goes, wow, there's a skill set involved. And everybody admires because we all know what, how hard it is to do what we do for a living. And in the mix of all this, somebody needs to like nurture them and nourish them. Right? And that, that happened to be me because I was the old guy who goes, hey, I'm a surfer, but I'm never going to be on the world tour. So how can it be a part of this tribe? Yeah. Well, you got to be on the support cast, right? Somebody's got to make the food ball so that these guys have nutrients to go surfing with, right? So we've traveled the world. We've done all kinds of crazy events. I mean, the X Games are in Minnesota this summer. We're going to fly out there, and I'll be cooking in the athletes' lounge. I mean, how crazy is that? Well, it just so happens that a good chunk of the athletes all grew up eating our food, and a lot of them are from California. So it makes sense in the crazy scene that we're doing because we're there. We were there when they were growing up as kids. So it's just fun. I mean, I, I just love to be able to stoke out, run into these kids that are now grown up, and some of them are, you know, having their own kids, and they're laughing about how long we've all been friends. It's been 20, 30 years, you know? Yeah. Well, look, you know, I love, I love, you know, going down memory lane with Wahoos and all that stuff, because we've had a lot of fun together mm-hmm. over the last 30 years. And, you know, one of the things I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. is let's, let's put food and athletes and, you know, events and everything aside. Let's talk about the career side. <laughs> you know, we have seen so many mm-hmm. people come through the industry, start yeah. from nothing, go to big places, yeah. and you've been part of some of that. Mm-hmm. What are what what are some of those career stories and what are the what do you think uh, you know, people can get out of those career insights and everything? I think the whole key is you don't know what you don't know, right? Because if we knew of all the brands that were back in the 80s, 90s, and even the 2000s, how, them, how many of them are gone, right? And it has nothing to do with that they had a bad product. I think they had a great idea. But it's, the, again, being at the right place at the right time, right? So you look at bands. You got all these talented musicians. How come some bands end up touring the world and some bands end up being in the garage, right? It's about the network, I think. I think the key here is, is the more people that can help you and you can help them. It's the whole paying forward. So I think there's a lot of that, you know, so and you can call it karma, you can call it anything you want, right? So it's that you prepare yourself for that moment. And when that opportunity comes and you're willing to jump, and that's, I think, the difference between a lot of bands, right? Or a lot of brands and uh, the successful ones, right? So, I mean, I look at Hurley, like that was started by, you know, Bob and Ben, and they already had a great thing going but they chose to go a different route. I'm not really sure if things would have worked out perfectly, but it just so happens that around the same time, a new band was starting up, beginning to go on tour, Blink. And, I mean, you talk about the perfect storm, right? You got a hottest band, you know, in the country, a new brand colliding. 
and the rest is literally history. It was probably the first surf brand that was basically promoted through music mostly because nobody knew it as a surf brand, but everybody saw it on MTV. And all of a sudden you had this huge demand for this company and nobody had ever heard of it six months before. So, I mean, it is lucky, but the fact that Bob had all the production, they had the product to deliver, I think it's a great story because I'm not sure what would have happened to the brand without Blink, you know. It's, but it's one of those where you can't look back. But I look at my art brand because what would have happened to us if it wasn't for Villabong? I don't think we'd be here, right? So there's all these moments where you create this partnership. You don't know where it's going to go. But if you take a chance and you're ready to seize the moment, so as soon as we got Billabong to back us up, the other brands were like, whoa, uh, we didn't know you were able to cater and do this and do that. Why can't we do it with Quicksilver and all the other brands? And we said, sure, right? But Billabong gave us our break. So I think Blink kind of did the same for you know uh, Hurley, and it was just that perfect moment because they were fighting, you know, just like all the other surf brands. But all of a sudden, they're on TV 24-7. And none of the other surf brands had that. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge shot in the arm right there. So there's these moments in time when you're like, wow. You know, so every brand, there's that moment where you do everything right, but with the right partnership or sponsorship, whatever, you're able to get additional coverage. And all of a sudden, you can just rise above. And I think that's, you know, if I have to look at one brand that really, you know, did it first, that kind of jumped and leapfrogged everybody that was way ahead of them, was Hurley. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I what I get from what you just said, and also just the last thirty years, and is that, um, you know, it's this term teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much camaraderie in the industry, yep. and you've helped to create some of that camaraderie because, hey, whatever you do, you got to eat, got to eat, got to eat, and you've been able to bring people together. Yep. Now let's talk about leadership. Okay, mm-hmm. leadership plays an important role. In, in everything, yeah. too. How have you used leadership with everything you've done with Wahoos? And what are, what's some advice you can give to some other folks that are, that are uh, becoming leaders? Well, the key here is, is to be a great leader. You at some point have to be a good follower, right? So you got to walk the walk before you can start talking, right? So the thing to me is you got to basically have something that you stand for and make sure that people can count on you. Because that that's how you earn leadership. People know that you're the go-to guy. So what I've been to the industry, I'm the go-to food guy for years. You need to be that for whatever brand you stand for, right? So that they know that you're the beverage guy, you're the snack guy, you're the leash guy. Whatever it is that your flag is, make sure that they can count on you. And not only are the other people looking at you, but your employees. So the, the whole thing, it's an old cliche, lead by example. You got to be the guy carrying the coolers. You got to be the guy carrying the boxes. You got to be the guy cleaning up, setting up the booths. You got to do all that. So people can go, wow, they have that respect for you because you're not telling people what to do. You're doing it and they can't help but to follow you. And that's how the difference is. The leader that gets followed because people feel like, oh my God, I want to be a part of this. Those become great leaders as opposed to a guy that's just bossing people around because you have the money. Well, people can't wait for you to fall off your you know, high horse. So I think if you're one of the people and people really respect what you're doing and they want to join in the party to lend a helping hand so everybody can get farther and get more out of it, that's true leadership. It's something that you don't command. It's just something that people just want to do with you. And that's a leadership. Yeah, I like what you're saying there. And, you know, one other thing about leadership is that, um, you know, one thing that I saw that you do 
and have done more than anybody else is your work on philanthropy. Okay. You know, how does that play into your role as a leader? Well, the whole thing about being in business, I mean, now today there's this great buzzword, cause marketing, whatever. It's still charity, right? So I think back in the day when we started, it was like, hey, how do we make more money? Because it's nice. Before you can give it away, you got to make it, right? But in any way, it goes, how do we impact people once we've made it, right? And through the community, you can find schools, you can find nonprofits, you can find almost anything, you know, environmentalists. And it's just a matter of how do we then just, like we were doing with our great events, which was the surf, skate, and snowboard events then, is how do we take that same model and apply it to nonprofits? So we will look at their walks, their golf tournaments, their jogathons, whatever it is that they were doing. Because how do we enhance it a little bit more, make it a little bit more fun? Because at the end of the day, you know, if we're not having fun, it's hard to come back and get people to come back next year. So the galas and all that goes, how do we just make things better and use our brand, our resources, bring our friends and connect all the dots and say, hey, let's make this thing better, right? And while you're doing it, you're making a difference because the benefits of something being done better, you tend to make more money out of it. And the more money you make in nonprofit, the more, you know, cures and more people you can feed, you can do a lot more with money. But it's just not a handout. It's a coming in, you know, rolling up your sleeves and saying, hey, what can we do to make this thing better? So from every angle, it wasn't about writing a check to Surfrider or Five Gyros. It was about coming in and saying, hey, how do we make this thing better? And in a way where everybody else is going to have fun and it's easier to come back next year. Yeah, I like that. That's that's good. That's good stuff. So look, uh, thanks for sitting down, talking to me about career <laughs> and leadership insights. It's always great to catch up with you. If people want to keep up with you, where where are you hanging out on social media? Uh, Instagram is Wahoo Swing, and Facebook. You got to follow me on the same because it's I I've gotten I guess I hate to use the word popular, but I've gotten past you know the 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 limit. So you got to find me on social media and just follow me around. But at the end of the day, you know, send me emails wing.lamb at wahoos.com and just get engaged because. You know, I tell people, I'm not going to try to spend a lot of time telling you what to do. Come and see it, and you go, hmm, and then figure it out how you can basically mimic the model. Because at the end of the day, things that are done well, it's not like we're hiding it from you. We're going to show you how things are done and borrow some ideas, use it for whatever business you're in, and just figure it out, create your own team, people that you can rise together. Don't just try to piggyback on somebody else's work. Try to add value to the proposition. Get together with your guys and figure out how do you make whatever you're doing better. And ultimately, people are going to start coming to you for their solutions because you got the answer because you make that event better. Cool. That's fun. All right. I'm hungry. It's time for you to buy me lunch. (laughs) You got it. Well, being at the right place at the right time seems to be a theme that I hear from many of my guests. We can do everything we can to prepare for the next opportunity, but timing also plays a key role. I also like what Wing said, that in order to be a great leader, you had to have been a great follower. None of us are born leaders. It's a journey that takes time, and we need to work on it every single day. Well, that's it for this episode of the Army of Game Changers. Thanks for joining me, and if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to my podcast, and don't forget to share this with your colleagues. That's it. I'll be back with you soon with more career and leadership insights with special guests.